it's the Shegilola Salami Show. If this is your first time tuning into the show, I'm Shegilola Salami. I am a children's author. I am a blogger. I am a mother. I am a drinker of hot chocolate. Hot chocolate makes me so happy. Um, what else? Right. So Shegilola Salami Show is a podcast show set in a virtue cafe. We talk about books and publishing, but not the way you would imagine. You know, I have authors and non-authors come on the show. You know, the authors will tell you about the process behind writing their books and how they wrote their books or how they marketed it or how they published it. And the non-authors will hopefully teach you something new and exciting that you probably didn't know a lot of before and would probably make recommendations of books that you could possibly go and check out to learn more about the subject matter. So that's kind of like the show in, in, you know, in a nutshell. And I hope you enjoy listening to today's episode. Um, if you do like it, please subscribe. Please tell everyone, you know, so that more people can listen to the show. And hopefully, you know, more people will benefit from listening to the guests. Okay. So that's my preamble. My rambling's over. Um, it's a virtual cafe. Who have I got here with me? So I'm Magnus Jonemeyer, a Swedish... Uh author, speaker, coach, and uh, consultant in marketing automation and uh, marketing with artificial intelligence. Hello, Magnus. Oh my God, you sound really exciting. <laughs> People seem to, uh, to be quite interested in, in artificial intelligence these days, and uh, I think there is uh, quite some hype around the subject, but uh, it isn't really all that scaring, uh, as some people tend to believe. Really? See, in my mind, when I think of automation, right, I feel sorry for my child. I've got a four-year-old girl because I feel like in future, not only is she going to compete with other human beings, she's going to be competing with machines. Or perhaps not because she can relax and uh, let the machines do the work and spend the time on the beach uh, instead. <laughs> Who knows? Yeah, well, if I was the Queen of England, then yes, maybe. <laughs> Yeah, I think that um, AI will take quite a lot of jobs, uh, but it will also create a lot of new jobs. And this time around, automation comes to autonomous decision making rather than you know muscle work or you know, mechanical work in the factory. So this time around, it is actually the skilled workers or the, uh, the well-paid, highly educated jobs that is, is going to be automated away. But uh, we will also see new jobs, uh, perhaps robot trainers or chatbot designers and stuff like that coming into the future interesting so more so it'll be more technical it related type jobs uh partly uh, but i think there will also be perhaps less technical jobs related to ai for example designing the conversations the language conversations in yeah. chatbots uh, that you will use to to buy stuff on the internet, perhaps we will not have websites uh, or apps uh, as the interface to the internet in the future, but we will actually talk to voice assistants and buy the stuff using uh, voice conversations with chatbots and someone has to design the conversational flow in those, for example, and that is a AI-related job that doesn't really need too much technical skills, uh, probably. Interesting, because in my head, I think that jobs like, oh my God, I'm being rude, right? It is a virtual cafe. Magnus, what would you like to drink? Oh, I'd love to have a plain cup of black coffee, please. Okay, and what would you like with your black coffee? Um, I'm one of these 
boring guys that actually doesn't really want to have milk or, or cream in it. So I just prefer the black coffee. Yeah, but do you like any pastries? Uh, I'm trying to reduce my weight, so thank you, but uh, no thanks. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't mean to laugh, but it was just so funny the way you said it, right? Because <laughs> I'm a food lover, you know, it's like, it's like people who smoke, right? Or people who drink, they, they always go, well, you know what? You're going to die of something anyway, <laughs> right? So, you know, for me, I love my hot chocolate, right? Like sometimes mm -hmm. at midnight, I will wake up because I'm like, they just feel something so wrong with trying to sleep without having a hot chocolate before going to bed. And I say to myself, you know what? Something's going to kill me anyway. That's true. Yeah, that's true. But So I, I actually prefer just a plain black coffee. That's fine. That's perfectly fine. You know, I will go get the machine because it's a virtual cafe and it's all futuristic, artificial intelligence controlled kitchen. <laughs> sure. <laughs> okay, right. So, you know, go on. I, I think I was going to say, well, what were you going to say? But I'll just say this and then you can continue, right? I imagine mm -hmm. that in future, you know, healthcare jobs are probably going to go, right? Like, I think you, you're the ones who are just killing healthcare jobs because I've been seeing, like, in the UK, we've got like, um, surgical or surgery operate, um, oh, what's the term now? Robotic arms, right? So someone was saying that where a doctor or a human being surgeon might have a 98% or a 99% accuracy, right? Because again, no human being is ever 100% accurate. You know, a mm. machine has 100% accuracy. So I imagine that there's going to be a time in the future when there wouldn't be a job for surgeons because machines are so good at doing it that you might have maybe a, an assistant, you know, who's just making sure that the oil in the, in the, in the machines are greased and stuff like that. Uh, but that's what I think of artificial intelligence. Yeah. What you talk about is actually robotics that may or may not include AI or, or uh, machine learning. Um, yeah. I think you're correct. I think that uh, you know uh, a machine will never shake the hands and you know cut the uh, cut in the wrong way, and the machine will always do it precisely without shaking. For example, um, but robotics itself doesn't necessarily include AI, and I think that we will probably see AI earlier on in medicine, for example, uh, in parts that does not re include necessarily uh, mechanical robots. Uh, so, for example. We already use AI to automatically screen uh, millions and millions of photographs uh, from X-ray machines to determine automatically if new X-ray images include cancer or not, for example. And if you have an AI, a uh, piece of AI software that analyzes X-ray images for, for um, you know, cancer, for example, uh, that piece of AI software will never be tired. Uh, whereas now you have someone who has been watching hundreds or thousands of images already in the same workday, then at the end of the day, they are really tired and probably will miss something. But the AI robot that automatically analyzes images for, for cancer uh, will never be tired. And for every new photograph, they will be you know, really fresh and uh, not tired from, from the full day's worth of working already. So I think we will see AI in medicine, for example, in other areas uh, first, and perhaps robotics or mechanical sur surgery uh, a bit later on. Really? That's quite interesting, though, because I don't... We already have robotic arms in the UK, though. Maybe not fully, you know, 
you know, not everything is fully, you know, robotic, but mm. we do have some robotic arms because I know I was researching something and then, you know, I was looking at one of the private hospitals we have and, you know, they, they did say that they do have robotic arms um, there. And I know that in the UK, at least in the NHS, in our pharmacies, we have robots, so they do the dispensing. And when they say robots, it's just like this big room where they put all the medication and somehow this robot's tummy just literally puts everything where they're supposed to go and it literally does the dispensing. Um, so whereas in the past, you know, people would go and take things off the shelf. Now, you know, you have this robot that just literally people are sitting down on their computer stations and, you know, the robot just sends all the medications to them. And it was just really amazing. Um, yeah, so we do have some robotics. I always seem, because I'm not very technical, I always seem to put robotics and AI to sort of be the same thing, but I can, now that you've said it, it actually it's not, makes sense it's not. that not. <laughs> No, uh, but you can surely use uh, robotics uh, in things in medicine or elsewhere where it isn't really as safe and critical. Actually having an autonomous uh, robot doing surgery uh, unassisted or without human intervention is fairly safety critical and perhaps will take some time. Whereas you surely have robotics that can you know, move around stuff in the, in the house, for example, or you know, in, in terms of logistics or dispensing medicine, surely. But uh, fully autonomous robots that do surgery without any manual intervention is probably a few years down the road, I, I hope. <laughs> mm. oh, that's, that's cool. So tell me, what is your role? Because I, got, I just sort of hijacked your comment because you know, it's just stuff that's always been in my head. Because obviously, as a parent, you know, stuff that really um you know i makes me concerned about my daughter's future so sorry now you go ahead <laughs> you tell us about what you do so i actually work in the field of marketing or internet marketing more specifically okay. um, i work with something called marketing automation uh, which is about uh, software robots i now mean software not mechanical stuff so uh, marketing automation is uh, software uh, that can automate uh, the outreach we do to different uh, people. So, for example, I can measure what you do on my website and depending on how you click around on my website, whether or not you watch a video on my website, more than 20 seconds, for example, and I can adjust and adapt the outreach individually for you only. So you receive a few emails uh, the next week because you did or did not do something on my website, whereas your neighbor who came to my website at the same time did other things and therefore received other emails the next week. Um, so it's about uh, automating the customer journey uh, or automating uh, sales effort. So basically I build software robots or software logic that contacts website visitors after, uh, after their visits and kind of implement virtual sales guys that try to nurture those potential customers into paying customers by providing educational content over time. Uh, and the pinnacle of, of marketing automation then is AI-driven or AI-powered uh, marketing automation whereby we can analyze large amounts of data about how, how you behave or how other people behave. And then we can conclude automatically what is the best way of contacting you in the future, uh, with what email content, how often should you receive emails, or what product should we recommend to you, for example. So I kind of do the technology behind uh, advanced websites in terms of internet marketing. And I've written a few books about this subject. So I've so far written five books and the last one is called Data-Driven Marketing of Artificial Intelligence. 
uh, mm. which exp explains pretty much the state of the art of AI in marketing. And I also run online training courses uh, on marketing automation, uh, targeting small and medium-sized businesses. Oh my God, that sounds really amazing. No, it, it well, really it's, sounds it's not as advanced as, as it sounds. I think every every small small business that have a website really should pay a little bit more attention to generating business results. So you shouldn't really have a brochure there, a website that passively presents you know nice graphics and you know information. Uh, but you really should try to harvest the uh, email address uh, of of the website visitors by offering something in return. So you provide an incentive to register. For example, a free download of some interesting or useful PDF document, and then you can automatically um, build uh, build engagement with that person by uh, sending the right type of educational content to that person and and uh, build the relation automatically by essentially deploying a software robot that do the work of a virtual sales guy over time. Yeah. Okay. So now for see. When I do things like this, I always try to visualize the process, right? So mm -hmm. now, so we're going to use my website, you know, just so that I understand it. And hopefully if anyone is listening to it, then they can put it into context, right? So mm -hmm. for my website, I am an author. I am a blogger. I am a podcaster, right? Mm -hmm. So yep. people come to my website because they actually, maybe they want to check out the books that I've written. They want mm -hmm. to read something crazy that I've written on my blog, or they want to find out about my podcast, either as a listener or like you as a guest, right? <clears throat> so mm -hmm. that those are the most, the four types of traffic that I imagine that I would get to my website. I mm -hmm. think, again, this is only me thinking that I get people sign up to my mailing list because they've been on my blog, right? Mm -hmm. And... Mm -hmm. So one of the ways that I also get people come onto my blog, apart from all the normal things that I've mentioned already, is I get people to, I host competitions on my blog, right? Or from my podcast, right? So, mm -hmm. you know, I get that. So now let's say somebody comes on my website and they've never, it was the first time in visiting my website. I don't, they don't know me. I don't know them. They're on my website, probably trying to read something on my blog, right? How would having, how would this marketing automation work for someone who is completely new? So I actually browse to your website right now and I'm at, uh, at your blog. Hmm. So um, if I read the blog post, there isn't really any incentive for me to register. So you offer uh, the possibility to register for a subscription to your newsletter email, which pretty much no one would do. Um, people don't want to get spammed with, with uh, newsletter emails that often have no, no relevant or useful information. So I would assume that you don't get a lot of people signing up to your subscription form because you just ask them to, to subscribe to your newsletter email. Whereas if you created something the readers want, such as the first chapter of your latest book or some background information about you as an author or some other uh, downloadable asset, usually a PDF document, like, like an ebook or some kind of guide or a checklist or you know uh, some some kind of of educational or infor informative document that actually has a value to your visitors, then you could promote that and and um, put it behind a kind of registration uh, form. Uh, uh, or, or, or gated behind the landing page for the registration form. So 
where it's actually a business tra transaction that takes place. You offer the useful uh, PDF mm -hmm. that your readers want, uh, but they have to pay with their email address to get it. And if you offer uh, uh, something really valuable or useful, then you will get probably 5x or 10x the amount of people who, who subscribe to your newsletter emails rather than just asking them to do so in return for, for the newsletter. Once you then have the uh, email addresses of, of more visitors in the database, then you can start a sequence of emails, perhaps dripping out uh, educational or useful information once every week or once every second week um, to nurture the relationship. These emails should uh, not be very salesy, so you shouldn't push out messages, buy now, buy now, buy now, all the time, yeah. but rather uh, build trust and build, uh, build a relationship by offering uh, inform information or you know, educational value, uh, preferably by linking back to your website, because then uh, someone opens the email and reads the email, that explains why something is of, of, of use or why they should read it, but they have to click on the link in the email to uh, browse to your, to, your, to your website to read more about it. That is a, a good trick to get more traffic back to your website and yeah. nurture your leads uh, even further. But then if someone comes to your podcast section or they come to the, the uh, page for one of your books, then I can detect what that person does. Because once uh, someone has registered uh, in a forum on your website, then I can track exactly what they are doing, what pages they visit, how they watch videos, for example. Then if someone comes to, you know, your book X or your book Y or your book Z, uh, assuming there's a web page for each of the books individually, then I can detect that someone comes to the page for book X and then I know that that person have an interest that relates to the book X. And then I can start to send two or three emails in the next few days that relates specifically to the book X. Uh, and therefore, we, we appear more relevant and less spammy because we adapt the outreach to the interest and the behaviors of each visitor on the website. And we can do this at scale. So we can have 10,000 visitors uh, to the website, but each of them... Are, are nurtured in a way that fits their activities on the website or their, their interests, for example. Now, that sounds, that sounds really, really interesting, right? And I almost feel like I want to have another conversation with you um, about it. And don't worry, so I, like my, one of the things that I found, right, is that, you know, so my book was not as boring as, you know, is sounded right just looking from your initial thing i've had people who have read you know a blog post that i've written and they go you know what i actually found that quite interesting you know what i've subscribed to your mailing list um you know so that i don't miss another post so i do get a few people who sign up that way yeah, yeah. And then sure, I sure. but you will get five five x or ten x the amount if you offer something uh, that has a perceived value so mm. you it's not that it is meaningless uh, surely not but you will probably get you know 100 times or 500 100% more or 500% more people signing up if you offer something of value uh, because that will, will uh, dramatically increase the, the, uh, the ratio of visitors that actually uh, register their email information. Hmm. Hmm. Okay, no, that, sounds, that sounds good. See, I'm, a, I'm not a marketer, so I'm always learning stuff. So I almost feel like you know, I should have another conversation with you where I'm, I'm learning stuff. So tell us about your books, you know, so that anyone who's you know, listened to you and they think, oh, wow, this guy sounds really, really you know, amazing because you know, 
I think that even as just individuals, those people who don't have a business, it's always good to know these things because you could apply it to your work, you know, where you work and, you know, offer value to your employer. And if you ever mm. go on to starting your own business, you can also apply those, you know, these strategies in the future. So what are the names of all your books, you know, so that everyone could go and check them out? So the latest book, as mentioned, is Data-Driven Marketing with Artificial Intelligence. Uh, and I believe that anyone who is interested in the future, including AI or more advanced marketing, uh, could be, be uh, reading that book. Uh, but it is probably a little bit too advanced for solo entrepreneurs, offers, or, or uh, small business owners in terms of actually using some of our technologies because it's, some of it is a little bit more enterprise grade. But on the other hand, it can be quite, quite interesting to know what is actually possible these days using AI in marketing. And, and some people will say it is quite scary as well. Um, I also have a book called Mastering Online Marketing, which explains uh, a little bit more traditional marketing automation without AI. And that is the stuff you just talked about, how to get more people to sign up uh, their email address on your website, how to nurture them automatically. Um, and and that, was, that book would probably be good reading for you than, than if you wanted to, to take the first steps in, in marketing automation. I also wrote a book about the Internet of Things, how uh, products, machines, gadgets, devices will be internet connected and how we can harvest valuable information from those machines and deploy AI analytics of that information and find business insights that wasn't possible to get before. So for example, we can hook up uh, agricultural machinery or farmers farmers uh, machinery uh, even even uh, the farmers field these days can be internet connected with sensors measuring for example the moist on leaves or, or how much water there is in the ground and stuff and then using AI technologies we can optimize how much fertilizers to put on the fields and stuff that is uh, that book is more advanced uh, in terms of AI and internet of things and then I have uh, a couple of books uh, which is on uh, uh, pretty much uh, building a personal brand or, or how to uh, monetize your knowledge, uh, for example, by writing books uh, or launching online courses that you can monetize. So yeah. it's a little bit different topics uh, across the board. <laughs> okay. Okay. No, that sounds, that sounds um, really good. And do you offer one-to-one um, -one consultation or do you, is this like a service you can provide so I, uh, I offer different types of services in terms of marketing automation. So for uh, solo entrepreneurs or small businesses, I can uh, either just sell them an online training course whereby themselves can watch a set of videos uh, that teach them how to do marketing automation. And uh, I think it's about uh, 70 videos now. Um, and you can buy a very simple marketing automation system for maybe $20, $30 a month. So it's not like very expensive. So even okay. so entrepreneurs or offers can do that. Uh, enrolling in my marketing automation course would probably be quite good because then you know what you can do with such systems. Uh, but I also have uh, consulting services where I uh, help companies set up marketing automation on their website using the software they have bought from some vendor because I'm vendor neutral and I don't really supply any software. Uh, I just uh, teach people how to use the software or, or um, set it up for them automatically so they, so they don't need to learn it themselves. 
Right. Okay. Well, I imagine that a lot of the people who listen to my show, because again, I don't know who they are, you know, wherever they are, but I always imagine that they're, you know, solopreneurs, authorpreneurs, mompreneurs, entrepreneurs, you know, we're really startups and small. So do you have a, you know, sort of like a consultancy service for people at our levels? Like, would you work with someone like me, for instance? Absolutely. So you can either, uh, buy me on a per hour uh, rate, or you can buy one of my uh, getting started packages where I uh, set up marketing automation on someone's website at a fixed price. Um, but do you think you should really, if you're, if you're an author, I think you should really uh, consider offering, for example, the first book in a series for free if someone uh, signs up, or at least offer the first chapter of a book for free, because then you, you offer an incentive for people to register their contact information, and then you can start to nurture the relationship over time and send them offers and tell them about the next book you're launching and stuff like that. Uh, and so, for example, I work quite actively with my uh, online video courses and uh, uh, authors who are in the field of uh, nonfiction, for example, can quite naturally extend their books with uh, online courses, which would command a much higher price than a book. So if, if a book is $10 or $20 on Amazon, uh, perhaps you can sell a video course for $300 or $1,000 or even, even to $3,000, dependent on the topic. So... So people who write uh, non-fiction books like myself can monetize that much better if they uh, provide an upsell from the books to the online video course that can command a much higher price. Yeah, yeah. No, that sounds really good. So how can people connect with you? So my website would be the best place, so unamire.com uh, and on that uh, page, you can also find my contact information like uh, LinkedIn profile, for example. I'm quite active on, on LinkedIn. Uh, and my email address is available there as well. Can you spell your last name, please? Uh, it's quite, quite hard, actually. It's, uh, it's a Swedish name and not uh, designed to work well in English. I'm sorry about that. <laughs> so it's uh, unemyr.com. Uh, umbrella, Nicholas, Eric, uh, Martin, uh, Yellow. Uh, Rickard.com. Okay, so just unamire.com or is it magnusunamire.com? So the website is just unamire.com. Unamire.com. So yeah. U N E M Y R. Yeah, dot com. Dot com. It's really, it's really hard to pronounce well in English. I'm, I'm so, sorry. No, I have to no, 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 no. <laughs> It is what it is. Hey, my name is Fabiola Lestalami, right? And I've been yeah. called loads of different things before, so it's fine. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. So can you give us, you know, and I know you've said this a lot, but I always like people to just summarize because I've got baby brain, right? And you know, I just like when I hear a summary. So can you just summarize in five five points, five bullet points, one sentence sort of thing, um, five things that people can take away after listening to you? So I think that anyone who has a website, even, even an offer or a solopreneur, should offer an incentive uh, to make more people uh, register their contact information in a form. Uh, once you get that registration, then you should have at least a simple marketing automation system like, uh, for example, Active Campaign or, or ConvertKit and uh, nurture a relationship with, with those uh, website visitors by sending emails to them over the next few months and uh, those emails should ideally drive traffic back to the website and obviously offer some uh, some products uh, that you offer as well so i think the uh, the main 
or key takeaway here is that simple or very basic marketing automation isn't really hard and it isn't uh, very expensive either. Mm. Okay. So I actually have a, I actually have a PDF download that uh, that people can can grab if they want to see how this concept works. So if if uh, if your listeners go to unimire.com forward slash formula, there's a PDF called the marketing marketing automation success formula that outlines how to do this and. And obviously, this is a lead magnet by itself. So by registering for it, you can see how I have set this up and you can model, model that after what I do. Fabulous, fabulous. Well, it's been an absolute pleasure having you on the show. Um, I know that I've learned something from you. Um, so I will have to go and, you know, listen and, you know, try and take, take, some, take on board some of the points that you've made um, as well. Um, so your mm-hmm. website is unamaya u-n-e-m-y-r dot com and if people want to download this what is it what was the thing download called again yeah it's uh, the marketing automation success formula and it's on unamaya.com forward slash formula perfect well everyone you know you've listened to um you've listened to my conversation with magnus unamaya you know i find you know i've really enjoyed chatting with him I hope you will go up to his website and, you know, just check out what he does because who knows, you could learn something from him. I know I've learned something from him today. Um, But yes, until next time, please, if you've not subscribed to my blog, because obviously I don't have a lead magnet, right? (laughs) Next week you probably have. (laughs) But I do have giveaways, right? And people come and sign up to my blog via my giveaway sometimes. So please go and subscribe to my blog, right? (laughs) Well, until next time, everyone, it's been an absolute pleasure and we'll chat again soon on the Shagilola Salami Show. Bye now.